Today, I want to talk about a question prompted by my Easter sermon about who the enemy is, and uh, the answer may surprise you. Stay tuned. Hello, friends. Pastor Tim Westermeyer here, senior pastor of St. Philip the Deacon in the western suburbs of Minneapolis. Good to be with you, as always. Um, my throat, my voice is a little better than last week. I'm still struggling with a cold or allergies or something, so uh, hopefully you can put up with uh, a crackly uh, horse throat for one more week, and thank you for the prayers. Um, Today, I have on my mind, uh, I guess you could say still the season of Easter. We're still in the season of Easter. It's the longest season of the church year, 50 days, appropriately um, the longest season of the church year. And um, I've got in mind actually a conversation I had (laughs) in the parking lot of the church uh, the day before taping this with a member who I bumped into, I mean, not in my car, but, you know, I, I ran into him, I saw him walking in the parking lot, and he had a question about my sermon uh, from Easter, which I think uh, we, we've posted here before. Maybe we'll link to it again. He, he said some nice things about it. and But then his comment, you may remember if you watched that uh, sermon from Easter, that I talked about how the, the Jewish people for centuries and centuries had been occupied and oppressed by the superpowers of the ancient world, uh, beginning, well, before getting to the promised land, beginning all the way back in Egypt, where, where they were slaves, and that's the big major story of the Old Testament. But then once they made it to the promised land, uh, they were occupied or oppressed or exiled by, uh, in succession, Babylon, the Babylonian Empire, then the Persian Empire, then the Greek Empire, and then the Roman Empire, the one we're most familiar with from the New Testament. And so we chatted a bit, and his question to me, prompted by that sermon was, hey, Pastor Tim, who is the Roman Empire today, okay? And fair question, and if you have thoughts about this, by the way, please, as always, include them in the comments below. But my first impulse, which is how I responded to him, was what I'm going to repeat here, uh, which is uh, that I understand the, I think the impulse of that question, it's to figure out, okay, well, who is the bad guy today? Who are we supposed to be against today? Who are we supposed to be fighting against today? Um, and I again, I, I understand that impulse, but that impulse also concerns and worries me because it makes, I think, us think, okay, if I can only find out who the bad guy is, I can fight against them or that whatever it is, that uh, regime, that political party, that posture towards the world, and they're going to be wrong, and that makes me right. And again, feel free to comment on this if you want. My sense is that we have way too much of that in the world today, which continues to polarize us. It makes us... um, honestly, not just disagree with people, but even, I would say, hate people. And so I would rather not start with a question about, well, who is Rome? In other words, who's the enemy? But I would rather say, um, how do how how is God's will prevented from being done in the world? And the first response to that always, always, always is that I am not doing my part. Right? I'm not fully participating in uh, God's saving work in the world 
in the way that God wants me to, which creates uh, not a sense of opposition with other people, you're wrong, I'm right, but rather a sense of humility in our own being, which allows us then to approach other people uh, with that same kind of humility. So let me lift up just three very short um, uh, quotes, examples, uh, comments that reinforce this point uh, about sort of as Christians beginning with a sense of, okay, I need to first worry about myself before I worry about fighting with other people. The first uh, is an example or a quote from uh, one of my favorites, G.K. Chesterton. Um, in 1910, a paper in England named The Times had a little series of things where they wrote to famous authors and they said, hey, will you answer the question, what's wrong with the world? This is a very famous, you can Google it. And uh, Chesterton was one of the authors they wrote, reached out to. And, and again, the question, what's wrong with the world? Here was Chesterton's entire response. Dear sirs, colon, I am, period. Yours sincerely, G.K. Chesterton. Again, recognizing, first and foremost, I, G.K. Chesterton, recognize that I am somehow not fulfilling God's promise uh, for the world through myself, right? Which doesn't mean, by the way, you have to get all down on yourself. I'm not suggesting that here. I hope that's not what you're taking away. It's rather, I, I think, just seeing ourselves realistically, right? Similarly, Martin Luther uh, said we are both saints and sinners, each and every one of us, right? We're a mix of both, and I think that's a helpful theological reminder. Another example comes from Alexander Solzhenitsyn. I think I've spoken about him before and maybe this very quote, but it's uh, precisely related to the topic I'm bringing up here. Uh, he famously wrote the book, The Gulag Archipelago. He was imprisoned in, in a gulag in the 20th century. And here's what he, about this very issue, here's what he writes. He says, if only it were all so simple, if only there were evil people somewhere insidiously committing evil deeds and it, and it were necessary only to separate them from the rest of us and destroy them, right? Back to that, who's Rome today? If we can only find them and seek them out, then the world will be better and we can destroy the enemy. Um, but then this incredibly famous line from Solzhenitsyn, but... The line dividing good and evil cuts through the heart of every human being. And who is willing to destroy a piece of his own heart? Okay, back to that idea of considering what I'm not doing fully or what I may be doing to get in the way of God and having humility about it, right? And then the final one comes famously from Jesus himself. And this is in um, Matthew chapter 7. Um, that chapter begins, Do not judge so that you may not be judged. Um, and then he says, not once, but a couple times, Why do you see the speck in your neighbor's eye, but do not notice the log in your own eye? First take the log out of your own eye. Again, recognize the way you're not you know, being perfect. Have a little humility and then maybe after you've taken the log out of your own eye, you will be able to see more clearly to take the speck out of your neighbor's eye. So again, all of that prompted by, again, a very reasonable, appropriate, fair question about who is Rome today. Um, and at some level, I suppose the answer means 
Rome is each and every one of us. Uh, so I don't know, again, how that hits you or how you respond to that. I would love, as always, uh, to hear from you if you have thoughts about that, if you disagree, if you agree, uh, if you'd like to extend that conversation, please comment uh, below or reach out to me my email. Um, keep the prayers coming from my voice, uh, which I'm grateful for. And uh, until next time, be well, stay in touch, and God bless. Mm-hmm.